Viva Las Vegas. Viva, Viva Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Wait, this is Nerd oh, Alert, wait. girls. <laughs> it is? We are yes. charging into battle for Vegas? Nope. No, oh. no, no, we are charging into battle for podcasting. Hello, welcome to Nerd Alert Girls. Uh, I am your host, Bridget, pronoun she, hers. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to say that as residents of Los Angeles County, we acknowledge our presence, including virtual presence, on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of indigenous people who are variously referred to as the Gavrilino Tungva people and Keech Nation. Hey everybody, this is Jen with a G, uh, pronoun she, hers, and oh my gosh, this season finale, folks! Oh my gosh, oh. it was so good! Okay, okay, Jen, you had to know that I screamed when I saw the opening scene. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. Like I know. I I think I felt it too sometime during the day. I like, I literally had to pause it and scream. Okay. And like, there's like, I, and like, some of you are probably like wondering like, well, why would she scream about just like the opening of like Peggy Carter as Steve and the Winter Soldier? Like, yeah, of course they play out that way. Can't you see that? And like, yes, that is not a shock to me. Okay. But the thing is that I had recently told uh, Jen offline that I had come across on Instagram fan art of like of that very scenario where like you know it's the scenario it's like the plot of the Winter Soldier except you know Peggy is Captain Carter rather than Steve as um, Captain America and you see the banter between her and Nat and it gets really shippy and I was not upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> And here's the thing, you know, it was like, it's, I am, I personally am a huge Steve and Peggy shipper, but also a huge Steve and Natasha shipper. Okay, blame the first Avenger and the Winter Soldier for each of those ships, respectively, okay? Um, Mm. They're both amazing ships to me. Um, It never occurred to me, though, to ship uh, Natasha and Peggy. (laughs) Like, never. Um, but critter critter of habit or critter underscore of underscore habit on Instagram, love love their AU. It's it's perfect, and it also recognizes though Peggy's last love, like previous love of Steve. Which I think any time that like anyone erases that like Steve and Peggy's love for each other, I'm just like, you know, I why <laughs> they're important to each other. Okay, it's by erasure. Okay, this is important. And anyway. Um, but like, so it got me thinking more though about like, oh yeah, I actually would really love like to see like, you know, Natasha and Peggy's dynamic, um, you know, in this alternate universe, like where like it's the Winter Soldier plot line, you know, like, because yeah, um, you know, Steven and Natasha got along so well, Steven and Peggy got along so well, it really does make sense that like these two women would get along really well too. And so to see that play out in front of my very eyes, <laughs> it just kind of blew my mind. Like, I like Critter of Habit, I think you manifested this. <laughs> like, Honestly, though, oh my gosh, I was just like, no way, no way. Oh my God, that Instagram person is a writer, leaked it or manifested. I That is I, too eerie. So was, good. Like, and it's like, it's not even really that surprising. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I could see it. And like, you know, obviously, like, you know, obviously, I was just really excited to see that. And, like, um, and I think you really could get shippy vibes, um, like, but, you know, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, 
yeah, that was just, like, wild and amazing. But, like, shipping aside, though, like, I really just loved, like, this as the as the opening um, for, like, so many reasons. I, and yeah. this actually, this it bookends the whole episode, which we'll talk about. But, like, it opens with, like, her and Nat, and then it closes with the two of them. And... Um, but anyway, yeah, so, like, you know, it's it's familiar beats, and we talk a lot about that with the whole, uh, you know, Captain Carter um, AU, but, like, you know, they have the back and forth, and, you know, Natasha's like, oh, well, you know, do you have plans Saturday night? She's like, no, don't even go there. <laughs> Bernard from accounting was asking about you, and you should, no phrase beginning with Bernard from accounting ever ends well. <laughs> And it's so perfect because it's, like, exactly that, like, kind of snarky banter that I really loved about um, Steve and, and Natasha, you know? Uh-huh. And, and, and again, because Peggy and Steve are such similar people, like, I don't know, it just, like, highlights so much more how, like, you know, Natasha and Peggy get along, like, kind of similarly to the way that, like, you know, she did with Steve. And so, like, it just, like, keeps blowing my mind, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. thinking about you know, the parallels, you know, that are, that are between Steve and Peggy and like, you know, it was just really fun. But it was fun to see it play out kind of in a different way because I think they were also closer than, um, than Steve and Tasha was because like later we see Peggy mention like your father was Yvonne and your da was Alexi, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know what a source bot that is from the Black Widow movie. And for like, for Peggy to know that, you know, because yes. Steve, like, can- canonically does not in the main MCU. So, like, um, you know, he doesn't know about the other family, but Peggy does. So they're even, like, closer, to, even more tightly knit, Peggy and N- Natasha are, you know. And, you know, I don't know if, like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, that specialness and that, and that closeness that they get to have, you know. Because, like, we don't really get to see Peggy have a lot of female friends. I mean, you do in the show Agent Carter, but... um you know, in terms of, like, the the MCU movies, you don't really get to see that. And we certainly don't get to see that in, like, her What If, what if universe. So, yeah. you know, and, like, and I, I, you see it as a through line, their friendship, you know, and their relationship throughout the whole thing. Like, it's clear they're very important to each other, even in different iteration, in a, with a different iteration of Natasha, right? And yes. it's, like, totally wild. But, like, it's, they're truly, like... Their their friendship and their relationship is the bedrock of this episode, I think, in a lot of ways. No, I definitely agree because it's like the friendship that I did not realize that I needed. And you're right, even with a different iteration of Natasha, because the Natasha that we saw, of course, is the one from the previous episode. And, well, she's a little more hardened than the other Natasha from Captain Carter's universe. You know, obviously they're the same person, but well, one lost everyone and the other one is still part of the Avengers, you know, so to speak. So, um, you know, to jump ahead just just a little for like a split second or whatever, that Natasha from the Ultron Wasteland, she's a little hardened. So I wasn't surprised when she was super suspicious when she met everyone else. But the fact that it was Peggy of all people to like, no, the, like we're not your enemy and actually was able to we're on your side and for Natasha to actually believe that like not that it's surprising but it's just very fitting because they could have gone like another way where Thor was like hi how are you she's like wait you're dead you know or T'Challa would have been like his awesome diplomatic self and you know talk to talk to her you know 
But no, it was Peggy who's like, no, I know you. You're this, this, that. And I'm like one of three people that you trust more than anyone, you know? And I'm like, three people? I know. Wait, so the other two, like, is it, it's, I'm sure it's Clint. I would guess maybe the other is like Fury. I'm not sure. That's what I, I guessed because I figured Clint was obvious, the obvious shoe in, but I wasn't sh- quite sure about the third. And my best guest was Fury. I don't know if that's sh- sure, but the fact that Peggy somehow, somehow in this universe with Captain Carter, she and Peggy bonded to a point where she learned about Natasha in ways that you, you pointed out, Bridget, that Steve himself never got to bond with Nat. You know, and I don't know what it was specifically. Maybe it's because, like, Peggy's the type of gal that Nat would definitely bond with in general. You know, they're both women who speak their mind. And I can see Natasha just, like, admiring her, like, on another level compared to Steve. Like, I know she admires Steve, but we got to admit that Peggy had a couple of more obstacles to hurdle than, um, than Steve did. Plus, I can see her definitely just... I'm thinking of like different things in the first Avengers movie that Captain Carter would have done differently than Steve. You know, I could still see her assuming like that commander leader of the team role. And I can see her like just really being automatically chill with everyone. And I can even see her not quite, maybe not bonding with Tony Stark, but definitely not getting at his throat. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, Oh yeah, totally. I didn't even think of that, but for sure. Yeah. I think, and I don't know, I think there is something about, like, bonding with somebody of, like, the same gender, I think, that sometimes it's a little bit easier for some people, you know? Like, I think about, like... I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, like, when I go through, like, a hard emotional time, for me, it's, like, sometimes it's just easier for me to talk to another woman about it than it would be to, like, a man, Um, even if I'm close to that man, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, so so I think there's like maybe an element of that too I could see playing out as well for for both of them, you know, and like yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think even of, of Agent Carter, and I think um, I think we see like so like some of Peggy's most vulnerable mo- moments I think with her female friends, you know. So uh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with that for sure. But like, I did really appreciate this very fundamental female friendship and relationship and ship um (laughs) you know (laughs) that's that's underneath the underneath the the surface of the whole episode um while still again like definitely not neglecting the fact that like peggy loves steve (laughs) like never erase (laughs) that love never (laughs) Never. this is important to me um <laughs> I know. I there might be some po- folks who wonder, like, oh, would Bridget like ship like the OT three? And I d- I don't. Um, <laughs> like I just I don't I don't ship OT threes. I don't I don't do that. But um, you know, I like I see it working in just like different alternate universes or different timelines. You know, I just I see it. <laughs> yeah, I do definitely. for each individual couple. Yeah, for sure. Um, but. Anyway, yeah, so I just thought that was, like, such a thrilling opening, though, going back to the to the episode, in the beginning of the episode, um, you know, and, like, uh, you know, just Peggy just jumps out of the plane without the parachute, of course. Of course. <laughs> you know, and is fighting the leg guy, <laughs> once, once, <laughs> you know, and, like, I thought he was really funny, 
Like, he's just like, yeah, I'm too fast. Ooh, that was good. Like, doing oh like, the commentary was, like, so quirky. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I, I really loved it. Um, Like, there was the same dialogue of, like, oh, aren't you more than a shield or whatever? And, of course, she yeah. takes the bait just like Steve. Um, You know, and she's like, all right, yeah, hand-to-hand combat. Let's go. She actually doesn't even have a helmet to take off. Like, Steve does, at least in the beginning. He really pretends to be safe, but she's like, nah, nah we're not going to bother with the helmet. Like, <laughs> But anyway, they just go toe-to-toe, like, literally, <laughs> and um, it's just very funny. And, like, but then she's like, whoa, are you seeing that? And the Watcher appears, and you know very grand like you have been chosen <laughs> oh my gosh right right yeah. dude dramatic much fine whatever <laughs> it, let him be dramatic jen it's so good oh my gosh every time this dude shows like a hint of personality i just end up loving it <laughs> everything is beautiful with that being <laughs> yes everything uh. And, oh my gosh, after he picks up Peggy, he goes to, to uh, Star-Lord T'Challa next, right? Yes, yeah, so, like, we, and so we swoop in, yeah, well, we see, like, uh, T'Challa swoop in to save Peter, I'm just like, how did you know? <laughs> how did you know he was there? Like, did, like, they see the glowing, like, masses, and Yondu's like, oh, okay, uh, five-minute summary, <laughs> five-second summary, like, this is what's <laughs> happening, you might want to look for Ego, you know? <laughs> Um, right yeah because he just like knew where peter was and like i'm just like okay <laughs> you know knew to go to earth knew to go to that dairy queen and like like just like carries peter bridal style out i don't know it's like so good and like um he's like oh you let's end of the fight and peter's like i got it yeah hang back with a giant baby man cape dude <laughs> <laughs> which dead just dead it's true, though. I lost my mind. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. It was accurate, though. It's a, kind of an accurate description. Like, he, like the Watcher does look like a baby man cape dude. <laughs> like, I don't... He does. I can't deny it. These are straight-up facts. Oh, and then Tatella's just like, what? Uh, oh, you have been chosen. You know, again, you know, just, just why not? Flair for the dramatic. You do you, man. Who's next? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm like trying to remember the variations and who went next. Um, I can't remember if it was Killmonger or that random variant of Gamora. And, I think it was uh, Gamora next. Oh, that was insane. I'm like, did I miss an episode? This does not look familiar, you know? You see uh, Gamora and Tony Stark with... I forget what planet that is where Thor got, uh, got the Stormbreaker from, but I I don't know if they were melting down the gauntlet or kind of making a new one. No, they hadn't uh, been melting it. They were they were putting it in the fire and like they had just like she had just destroyed the Infinity Stones. They were definitely just destroying that thing. Oh man, nice. But yeah, I'm like looking at this and I'm like, did I miss an episode? Or I know, is this I know. Different? I mean, okay, so originally this series was supposed to be ten episodes, so I'm pretty sure the the missing episode was supposed to be the Gamora one. So I feel a little bit cheated, but <sighs> anyway, um, but we see Tony Stark <laughs> alive, which I think is great. Again, like I just want to reiterate to our listeners, I don't hate Tony Stark. I loved seeing him alive. Um, was very annoyed to hear him talking about a suit of armor around the world. I'm just like Tony. Stop. Tony, 
You need to stop with this obsession in every universe. Oh my gosh, what kills me about that moment is, you know, they obviously talked about that Gamora, he, she had killed Thanos, which, awesome. Thank you. They, I have many questions about that episode, and I really hope they bring it up in season two. But anyway, so the Watcher comes, he's, and he's just, like, ready to make his thing. And then Tony's just like, what the heck? You know, but the Watcher? Not you, Tony Stark. <laughs> oh, the energy of that. I felt deep <laughs> in my soul. I'm like, not you, Tony. I'm sorry. This is not your day to shine. <laughs> if, oh, it was so good because even though I'm like a huge fan of Tony's ultimate sacrifice in Avengers Endgame, I'm like, no, you're just good for the one sacrifice, my dude, you know? If you want to be a hero in another universe, I'm not opposed to watching that, but it just, I don't know why it felt so good. Maybe Caroline's rubbing off on me, but just that moment when the Watcher appears and he's like, not you, Tony Stark, you know, and not even like in a deadpan kind of way, just like, no, not you, you know, like, obviously not you. We're done. Yeah, obviously not you. <laughs> like, uh, no, but it means that, like, he stays alive, you know, so yay. Um, but yeah, I just, you know... I did wonder about this universe, though, because she's, like, it says Destroyer of Thanos, but also, like, Survivor of Sakaar, which you'll remember is, like, from, from Thor Ragnarok. It's, like, that battle planet. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, did, like, Tony end up there, too, and that's how the, those two met each other? Like, I want to see more of that friendship. Like, he's, like, talking about the pseudo-armor, and she just looks at him really, like, deeply skeptical and, like... <laughs> You know? Oh my gosh, yes. It was the partnership I didn't realize I kind of needed because I just, I need to see those two interact because we know Gamora is the type that's not going to take anyone's BS, you know, and I could just see her like Stark, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard, you know, and it's, I found it interesting because we see him briefly bond with uh, Gamora's sister Nebula, and that was an interesting partnership that we didn't realize we needed either, and yet here we are with Gamora instead, so I'm wondering... I wonder, I wonder if it was a universe where somehow Gamora like escaped in some way, maybe never met the Guardians. So maybe Nebula somehow by default became Thanos' favorite and he threw her off that cliff or whatever. So I don't know. It just so many things are running through my head. And all I could think was if they do not get back to that universe at some point, I will be very, very unhappy. So Gamora is chosen as she should. She is awesome. And she has like her own infinity stone crusher thing that that was the key to destroying the stones. You know, I don't know if she made that herself or if Tony had a hand in it or something else entirely. But either way, it'll come in handy later, obviously. So we move on to Killmonger next. You know, bless Shuri, bless Pepper. They managed to round up an army to try to take back Wakanda from Killmonger. And you see the dudes like, all right, all right, we got to do something here. And surprisingly, but unsurprisingly to us, you know, as the audience, the Watcher's like, yes, Eric Killmonger. Oh my God, what did he say? Like He said Eric Stevens, former protege. Wait, yeah. Tony, Tony Stark's former protege and killer. Killer. There <laughs> we go. This, yeah. You are chosen. And I'm like, he's going to betray the hell out of him. Don't mm -hmm. know how, but I know he is. So I'm a, I was a little surprised that the Watcher did choose him. I knew he would just because obviously that's how this crossover works. But at the same time, I'm like, okay. 
he's chosen, you know, take Michael B. Jordan. That's cool. You know, so take him. And then, of course, last but not least, Party Thor trying to defend the honor of Viva Las Vegas. No, I was going on a date. I was oh, going to bathe in everything. It was no, no, no. This is what he says. Um, there were going to be flowers. I was going to light candles, and I was going to shower and do my hair. It just <laughs> the whole monologue was perfect from beginning to end. Oh, it was so funny that he's just fighting off all the Ultrons and the Watchers trying to do his spiel, but Thor's not paying attention. He's all into the battle lust. I know. Or whatever. I know. He's just like, shh, calm down. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> the Thor. <watch> Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so the watcher doesn't get to do his spiel really the way he wants he just picks up physically picks up thor and thor oh my god he's just screaming his head <laughs> off and then he's at the pub and he's like oh we're at a pub <laughs> of course that calms him down like of course not the giant man baby thing with a cape thing is kidnapping me oh we're at a pub right yeah we're solid you know yeah, I figured it would calm you guys down. And sure enough, we see this picture of skinny Steve that Peggy's just wistfully looking at, you know. Oh, I know. With, like, the his little dimpled smile. It's so perfect. Um, And, like, of course, like, Eric Killmonger clocks that. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, But, yeah, sees how she, like, looks very lovingly at the photo. I'm just like, oh. And, uh, like, I, it was just, like, a, such a nice touch from, like, Doctor Strange. Because, like... I really love seeing like touches of his humanity mm -hmm. um and that's like one of them it's like oh yeah i read this about this in like your bio or whatever you know and so he he did it like for her and I'm like that's nice Aww, you know yeah. like that was really sweet of him to do and like thor asks for mead he gives it to him i'm sure he provided <laughs> the interdimensional chinese food for thor too like yes. for everybody like you know, I don't like, there's like this like beautiful kindness in Doctor Strange that like I found really surprising. Like you, he wasn't bitter. Wasn't that surprising for you? I was, I was really surprised by that. Honestly, I was surprised. He was surprisingly chill and not antagonistic or biting to anyone. You know, he was just like strangely indulging to Thor's asking for mead and for food. And he's just like, all right, you know. Whereas you would think that the Doctor Strange that we had seen in that episode would have been like, what? No, shut up, you know, or he definitely would have snapped at Thor and definitely at all the others too. And But he wasn't. And then I don't know how long he was trapped in that pocket dimension prison, but I'm guessing it must have been long enough for him to reflect and sort of um, for like kind of reflect on what he had done and maybe not forgive himself, but definitely got him to rethink everything, you know? So that might have chilled him out. Yeah, and you know, I mean, part of me thinks that, like, he was probably just be great grateful to be around people again, you know? Oh, to have, like, right, huh? You know? Um, but, like, that's, I don't know, I just really liked it because it showed the innate goodness of Stephen Strange, which I think is... We don't get just I don't we just don't really get to see it a lot, but he is like a good person, you know? Like he is so arrogant and he is like so like full of himself and like makes these like, you know, mistakes and like yeah, it's just like is incredibly flawed. But, you know, also, yeah, I don't know, does choose like human kindness, does choose I mean, we see it with his ending, right? Like he 
well, well, we'll get into it later, I guess. But, like, I just really liked seeing, like, him still being really soft. I mean, we, we were very surprised, I think, by his softness in general in his episode. But yeah. he continues to be, like, really soft in this episode. And he's just like, yeah, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna drop, you know, cast my protection spells on you. And, like, I'm gonna give you your favorite alcoholic beverages. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just gonna be, like, incredibly kind and, like, not... Because he could have just kept stewing in his grief, but maybe, he, like, he realized, like, oh, this will have got me into this mess, you know? Exactly. And, like, I, yeah, taking the appropriate step back and, like, you know, yeah. It does make me, like, sad for him that he can't, like, go to, say, a universe that, like, where they lost their Doctor Strange, for instance. Yeah. But, like, he has to do what he has to do. But we'll get into that later. But, like, anyway... So yeah, they're all at the pub, and um, you know the Watcher is telling them about their their mission, right? And like, yeah, um, so it's very entertaining though, all the back and forth, and like you know seeing everyone's different reactions to like being rounded up. It's like Amora was like, "Why am I here? Send me back immediately." <laughs> Peggy's <laughs> just like really curious, wants to know more. T'Challa is kind of the same. They're both very chill people. Like you can see yeah. how they both get along really well. And, like, meanwhile, like, Eric's just really quiet and looks at that Ultron um, head that, like, Thor brought back with him. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, so Killmonger's just, like, eerily quiet. (laughs) Of course he is. He's plotting. Always plotting, yeah. Always. So, yeah, so, like, and, you know, it's fun to see, like, the back, it was fun to see the back and forth between, like, Strange and, uh, and the Watcher, like, you pick them. You know, and and later, and then later when they come up with the plan, you know, and the watcher's like, "Yep, I picked him." <laughs> it's just like <laughs> so great, um, you know. But like, um, and this is when we first hear the title for this whole team of people. Like, you are the guardians of the multiverse. Yes, and it's like it's a sick, yeah, sick name. Love it, um, you know, and. You know, and I think it's interesting how he thought about, like, how it needed to be a team, right? Because he was looking for what he called, like, a one true hero. Like, who's the one who can ultimately defeat, you know, this Ultron? And, like, you know, I think there is, like, a fun element to it that, like, it isn't just one. Like, because this whole sh- series is about different alternate, you, you know, universes, different multiverses, and, like, you know, different characters, and, like, you know, of course it wouldn't be just one. And, it like, you know, I don't know, just emphasizing the, like, power of, like, teamwork and collaboration and people bringing their different experiences, their different skill sets, you know, their different perspectives, right, uh, yeah. to, to the room. Like, in, in so many ways, right? In, like, species, in, in race, even among the human race, and, like, you know, in different, like, yeah, life experiences and backgrounds and different understandings of the world, and, like, each one had a very particular role to play and was important, right? Even exactly. the ones that, like, we didn't trust, like like Eric, you know? So, yeah, I thought that was just really cool, like, that whole thing about, like, yeah, I thought about just a one, one true hero, but I realized that it needed to be, you know, a group, you know, a group of remarkable people, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pep talk, pep talk. Pep talk, pep talk, you know? And so anyway, you know, they're they're coming up with, you know, the plan and like, um, the, you know, this was really funny where like, what was it? Thor was like, well, how are you planning to destroy the, the Infinity Stones? And like, she's like, you know, kicking up the, you know, Infinity Stone Crusher. And he's like, oh, you're answering my question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I loved it. Like, he's just acknowledging, oh, I spoke too soon. I'm sorry. I apologize. Like, 
you know, just the just the subtle gesture of respect where he's like, "Oh, I apologize." <laughs> just like right, top notch, very good, loved it. Oh my gosh, yeah, Party Thor was just such a gem in this planning phase in general, just because mm-hmm. he had like a lot of funny things to say and. One of my favorites is when they're going over the plan that we don't hear, obviously, <laughs> mm-hmm. because, you know, why should we get to hear this plan? Whatever. But anyway, so he's just like, uh, wait, what are we doing? I mean, like, I know what we're doing, but, you know, just in case the people who don't understand, you might want to explain it for them. And like, there, there are so many subtle details, like so many subtle details in this episode. I can't even cover them all in this podcast episode, but like like really pay attention to the background facial expressions because as he's saying that like you see like T'Challa kind of cock his head like really bruh and like you know <laughs> Stephen Strange in the background like shaking his head very affectionately but still shaking his head like oh, oh Thor. my gosh <laughs> like subtle there's so many subtle character moments throughout that are like just peak like even when like G- Gamora is presenting the Infinity Stone Crusher and like T'Challa's looking like ooh, like serious and thoughtful and then, like, uh, Eric, like, looks like, I'm impressed. And and then, like, Thor kind of, like, tilts his chin up, like, ooh, what is that? You know? Um, <laughs> it's just, like, each each character's personality is just, like, perfectly encapsulated. And just, like, I don't know. I just got to appreciate, like, the attention to detail uh, in the animation, like, you know, in the direction. I think Brian Andrews did a great job, like, directing this whole series, but, like, I think particularly in this episode, it, like, really shines, like, from the visual shots to, again, the facial expressions from the characters that feel, like, so them, and are also really funny or intri- intriguing or, again, expressive of their character, you know, in really, like, like millisecond moments, but, like, once you once you catch them, they're just like, oh my gosh, that's such a gem, you know? Right, and, like, And right? to the animation department, obviously, for putting that together and for, like, you know, drawing everybody so well that like you know you recognize them so easily even as like you know a translation from their actor personas to like animation it's just like oh my gosh yeah that really looks like michael b jordan for instance right yes Uh, but like again you don't lose any of the like human expressiveness and uh i just think that's really amazing the job they did just like throughout the series but i think i think it is definitely like top notch in particular for this episode it really was like there was just so many things that made this episode so great and I really 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 need to rewatch it just for those little subtle details because I think like I'm I was just when I watched this episode I was just sort of sitting there and just soaking the whole thing as a whole thinking to myself best crossover ever best crossover ever best crossover ever you know what I mean just it was so good from the planning to the interactions to just how it wrapped itself up even if they were to say cancel the series and in ignite my anger here you know i feel like this would have been neatly wrapped up you know where there were no crazy loose ends that again that if they were to cancel the show for whatever reason nothing that would leave people very upset you know a couple of minor things here and there that obviously weren't so perfect but this episode was just top notch and the battle scene that follows was awesome because the watcher he was correct one true hero wasn't going to be enough to stop ultron and i'm curious to see if there would have been anyone to fit his criteria but either way the team was an excellent idea they really did play off each other's strengths and they were just back and back and back and back 
you know, they go to this one dimension where it's pretty quiet, you know, and supposedly um, Ultron wouldn't have been able to sense them just because they were the only ones there and they weren't going to make uh, cause enough action or chaos to draw his attention while they're just talking through what to do next. And there's like a bit of a quiet moment, you know, just before things go down where, you know, one moment where I just, I really like this exchange where Dr. Strange, after he's putting the protection spells on everyone, like that monstrous side of him attempts to emerge and then he like forcibly rings it back in. And Peggy's just looking at him. She's like, like, what happened to you? And he's just like, same thing as you love. And I was like, Oh, okay. Pain. Yeah. Pain. Oh, pain. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I love the the moment, of, the sense of compassion that she really shows. That she's paying attention, you know, and sees the pain that she's in, and like expresses real concern for him. And she does for like T'Challa too when he's falling out of the sky. Later, she's like she gasps, just runs after him. Yeah, you know, like I just really love like she doesn't she barely knows all these you know these people, and she's just like so ready to like defend them with her life. You know, like mm-hmm. Natasha, you kind of understand more because like you know. Even though it's a different Natasha, she, you know, that's still her her BFF, as she calls it. Um, yes. You know, um, but like, you know, these people, it, it just shows like her natural sense of compassion. And and it, I just it just was wonderful. Like it, it was subtle, but it popped up a couple of different moments that I thought like was really, really great. Um, but anyway, yeah, so they're all, you know, chilling around the campfire, you know, and like, uh you know, of course, Eric's looking at the, the Ultron mask again, and Gamora clocks that, you know, because mm-hmm. she's, yeah. Do you mm-hmm. trust him? And Thor's just like, I trust everybody. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's right. Because, I mean, that's actually really true, though, because, true. like, Thor is Thor is very trusting in the original MCU timeline, right? Even though Loki portrays him again and again, it's only until, like, you know, the time of, like, Thor Ragnarok, or no, Thor Dark World, I guess, that he becomes more, like, I don't know what's what's the word like thoughtful more jaded maybe a little bit um you know uh but in this universe like in his in the party Thor universe he like there was no Loki to like betray him you know they're just one who played pranks on him right but it's not quite yeah. the same thing yeah you know so he just remains very openly trusting <laughs> which we know is his natural disposition right yeah and I think that just like double proved it but, you know, it's a funny moment, but it's also kind of like, oh, yeah, Thor is just like a very open hearted and trusting individual in general, you know, at least as insofar as we've known him. Right. Seriously, he's like a, such a pure soul. And on the one hand, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you pure little bean. But I also remind myself that this is the guy who controlled the lightning and is actually pretty formidable, you know. So just, he's hilarious. He was like that perfect dose of humor and lightness. With a dash of badassery that just, ah, yes, Thor, I love you. I got to rewatch those movies, you know? But, and one of the things that Thor himself points out is, you know, I just, I have a bad habit of attracting unwanted attention, you know, and sure right. enough. Yeah, we circle back to that later. But yeah, so, um, but another moment I want to talk to, talk about too before, before we moved on was like, um, you know, Doctor Strange is like, oh, well, I propose a toast. And, you know, and he, like, gives everybody their favorite drinks. Like, I don't know how well you know, like, the the various alcoholic beverages, if you'd help me be able to, if you'd be able to help me identify them. But obviously, like, Thor got mead. Um, 
And then, like, uh, Peggy got some sort of, like, cocktail with an umbrella. Um, I couldn't tell. Was it, like, a pina colada? I think it was a pina colada. I wouldn't be able to tell that for sure, but I have a feeling it was a pina colada. Yeah, it looks like that kind of glass. It looked, like, orange, and I'm used to pina coladas being in, like, I don't know, maybe more green or white. But I have anyway, no idea. yeah, I'm not sure. I like clearly I don't <laughs> drink a lot of different <laughs> cocktails. I stick to margaritas, okay? Um, Same. And, yeah. Um, and then like I thought I thought it was interesting that like, Gamora and Eric Killmonger both like got shot glasses, purple shot glasses. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Something about that. And like, you know, and then Stephen Strange like gets like a I don't know. It was like a. It was like with a lemon ring on the side or a lime thing, lime colored. Like maybe he his was like a margarita, not like the, like on the rocks kind of deal. Maybe. I have no idea, but I. It was. I, a, I it looked that. like a cocktail kind of drink, though. Definitely. Yeah, but anyway, so I I just pointed out because I just think that's an interesting like character, tidbit. You know, like that those are the kind of drinks. Oh, and like T'Challa has like a wine glass. I'm pretty sure it looks like a wine glass. I think so. That's very, that's very sophisticated and wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah, so I just, I I love that. Um, Again, little details. And, but, you know, so, like, Stephen Strange tries to make this really resounding, like, pep talk, you know, and talks about death and nothingness in the universe. (laughs) And it cuts to, you know, Peggy and... Killmonger and Gamora and Thor all staring at him, <laughs> you know, and, and like Peggy looks despondent. She's just like sw- like swishing her little umbrella around in her cup, yep. in her glass, <laughs> and, like <laughs> looking bummed. And Eric's just like, "Are you for real?" And like Thor, <laughs> Thor does this little nod, like he's trying to understand. <laughs> it's it's so funny like i like i rewatched it like a dozen times and laughed every time and i kept missing like even like i kept losing track of like what strange was even trying to say i'm just like i'm lost in the philosophical nothingness vastness of death you know Uh Um, (laughs) but like (laughs) thankfully t'challa comes in to save the day and just says to the guardians of the multiverse and i'm like yes yes thank you (laughs) 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 <laughs> it's just so funny uh i want to make it my wallpaper just all of them reacting to strange's speech just so great <laughs> <laughs> the senseless nothing in the vast opening of infinity so, it, uh, like there's something i don't know also that made like strange endearing in that moment too because like he's trying so hard <laughs> just he in the really, way that he knows really how is. yeah and also like where did he get that from was it like the ancient one who said that to him or was it i wasn't sure about that anyway i uh, wouldn't know either either way yeah. it's like it reminds me of that one drunk person at someone else's wedding who just kind of goes on a different tangent that has nothing to do with the bride and the groom <laughs> yeah oh my gosh hilarious um and, and you know okay one more thing before we get to the battle with ultron like i did wonder like how much they all knew about each other like did they all get a bio like, I know Strange did, and I'm sure, like, he and, like, the Watcher kind of talked about before they rounded everybody up. But, like, everyone seems so familiar with each other's stories, in a way, you know? Right? Right, and honestly, I'm glad you bring that up, because something that kind of bothered me is that in the last episode, I remember you pointed out that it should be interesting seeing everyone's reactions to one another. 
including T'Challa and Killmonger. And I was just waiting for the inevitable, what? You're dead, you know? What? Who are you? I'm your cousin. No? You know, like, yeah, but it just like, never happened. Yeah, I guess T'Challa knew about his cousin in his universe, which I'm not sure how he would have ever discovered that because he's away from Earth for so long. Like, how much was explained to them? How much did they realize? Like, is T'Challa at all bothered by the fact that, like, you know, this Killmonger killed him <laughs> in the other universe? Like, obviously, he's, like, it's very T'Challa to still call him cousin and to have, like, this compassion and affection for him, even when he so does not deserve it. Yeah. Um, but, like, it was, like, a little trippy. I'm just like, wait... <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, it was a little unclear to me, like how much everybody knew about each other, like you know, because even like, you know, um, Peggy asked like Strange, like, oh, so you knew about you know about me and love, like you know, and my love Steve, and like you must have have a Captain Carter. He's like, no, actually, Captain America. You know, Steve Rogers took the serum in my universe, and she's like, oh, well, that would be a sight to see. Oh I'm just my like, gosh. my brain immediately just went to his like Steve's transformation scene where he comes out buff and shirtless, like, and I don't know, my my mind just immediately went there. I'm just like, yeah, it is a sight to see Peggy. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you didn't get to see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just. I really, like, I, I can't imagine what she pictured, you know? Like, she's just like, wow. I just, oh like... Oh, my gosh. Part of me just, like, really wants her to meet, like, a buff Steve version. Like, yes. a, you know, buff Peggy and buff Steve. Like, think about it. I need that right now. <laughs> I need it yesterday. Anyway. <laughs> all right, all right. So, basically, though, Thor gets them all a little bit in trouble. When he gets too excited and brings out a burst of lightning and draws in Ultron early. Yeah, it was so creepy that Ultron, like, kind of hovers around, like, how the Watcher used to do, you know, where it's semi-transparent. I was like, no! No, you are not allowed to do that! You are not allowed to be omniscient! But, of course, the dude's just like, oh, I thought this place was deserted. Okay, you know, I'll fix that. Okay, um, who's up first? Let's go. Yeah, well, Thor, bless his heart, like, steps under the plate, like, way too fast. And just is like, <laughs> you know, Viva Las Vegas! Yes. <laughs> it was like the longest drawn out Vegas! Vegas! <laughs> oh my gosh, I lost my mind. Best battle cry I've heard in a very long time. Yeah, like, what was it? Like, Ultron just like, wow, I've... I've never heard that one before. <laughs> like, even gets Ultron to, like, stop and just be like, is this for real? <laughs> oh my gosh, considering how cold and ruthless the dude is, it was like, wait, what just happened for him? It just, it was nice, you know? Of course, you know, Thor, it doesn't work. We A for effort, sweetie. And I know you want to defend Vegas and go on your date with Jane, but stick to the plan, you know? Lightning's not going to affect this dude. It just, if anything, it just surprised him. He's just like, what the heck just happened? So, you know, battle begins. Mjolnir is thrown and Doctor Strange, like, does, like, this cool spell where there's, like, a bunch of Mjolnirs. Yeah. Ah, ah, I love it. Actually, I like to think that in this universe, uh, Thor's Mjolnir is named Jonathan. (laughs) Just in honor of Paul Rudd, just... Bunch of Jonathans swirl around Ultron. 
And like there was a cool like I guess so many cool moments, but like um, you know, Peggy is like goes up in the sky with with uh, T'Challa, you know, she and like, you know, she, you know, she she faces off at Ultron briefly, and then she like grabs a Mjolnir back as like Thor draws it back to his hand, which I thought was really cool. Yes, it was just like a sick move. You know, the coordination of the fight choreography in this in this mm, episode was like amazing. Needless to say, yes, definitely. You know, and I thought it was interesting too that like they're trying to get the Soul Stone. Like it's the Soul Stone specifically is what powers like the Infinity Stone Crusher. You know, I like yeah. it makes me think of like how Gamora, like in the you know original MCU timeline, knows about Vormir and knows about the Soul Stone and where it is and the, and and the secret to it. I get or no, she didn't know the secret to it ahead of time, but like, um, but she knew where it was, right? Yeah, and like you know, there's like a special connection that she has with the Soul Stone just in the main MCU because of that. And so like, I just I, I just thought it was interesting, like the focus on the Soul Stone and why that was the one that like made it. Like, I don't know, powered the Infinity Stone Crusher to crush all the others? Is it supposed to be the most powerful one or, like, or or what? I just, it just made me curious about, like, the Infinity Stone mythology and that. Yeah, no, I thought that was interesting, too. Like, out of all the stones that they could have gone, because honestly, I would have gone for either the Reality or the Time Stone. I would have used the Time Stone to be like, up. Oh, I didn't like that. I'm going to reverse that, go back. Or the Reality Stone be like, oh, I'm over here. Ha, faker, loser. You know, but it was interesting to pick the soul stone to swipe off of him, you know, and of course, my mind immediately went to not the soul stone. It hurts. It still hurts too much. Like, like Gamora and the stone are linked in that way. But you know what? Okay, it's fine. Don't think about it too hard. I'm just going to curl up over there and cry. And T'Challa, sticky fingers, manages to get it off like nothing. Oh, so good. And they're like, all right, we got to make it run for it now. We got to go. And Doctor Strange pulls one of the best distraction tactics in a long time. Just brings out all those zombies. I know. I wondered, like, I'm like, how are the zombies going to play a role in this? Because you knew, you knew they had to somehow. Um, but like, you, yeah, so he, he opens up the portal and you see, you see Cap and Sam and, uh, um, Clint like falling from the sky and like I don't I couldn't identify any of the other zombies except of course Wanda later. Um, oh I guess I did want to point out I'm gonna be that nerd for a minute um, and say like Steve's leg should have been cut off <laughs> like it should have just been half his body but no it's his whole body we see falling down from the sky and so I'm just like hmm well <laughs> that that seems wrong but we're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> I mean, and, like, I really wish I could have seen, like, Thanos fall from the sky. Oh, my god! Just to be sure that that universe is okay. Like, all right, Stephen Strange got rid of all the zombies for you. Like, Peter and T'Challa and, like, I keep wanting to call him Paul Rudd. Wow. Scott Lang. Like, y'all are okay, right? Like, I just, I'm, I'm a little worried about that universe. Truly, though. Eh... Well, hope they might address that again later, but I was just, like, I laughed. I, honest to gosh, had this vindictive laugh when Doctor Strange, like, dumped them all on him. Oh, it was so good. Especially when Wanda came out. I was just like, yeah! Yeah! She she gave Ultron a what for in the MCU movies. Yeah! Unfortunately, that encounter didn't last as long as, nearly as long as I would have wanted. But it's fine. It bought everyone enough time to escape to um 
the empty dimension where Ultron originally originated from, where Natasha zooms in is just like, I am the last person on earth. Who the hell are you people? Yeah, I know. And things are about to escalate real quick, right? Everyone's ready to fight. And then Peggy's just, Peggy's the one who steps up and just says, no, wait, you know, this is Natasha Romanoff. And like, T'Challa's like, who? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like, it's understandable that everyone's on guard, but like, she knows her, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're bros at this point. They just, BFF didn't know it yet. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh... I believe the term is BFF. I'm like, of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is, baby. I don't know who taught her that, but yes. It was Natasha. Come on. Give her some credit. But the thing is, did Natasha use the term BFF to describe the two of them? Or did that come from, like, say, Phil, who was just like, oh, you two are like BFFs. And Peggy's just like, the hell? And Natasha's like, yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) Best friends forever. (laughs) So cute. Uh yeah, so loved it. I mean, we, we already talked about it at the beginning, um, the importance of their relationship, and we just see that come to fruition there where Peggy's able to, like, talk her down and, reali- like, make her realize that we're all on the same side. Um, you know, and she was also, like, kind of placing a bet there because it could have been an iteration of Natasha where, like, her dad wasn't Ivan and her dad wasn't Alexi. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or she could have not known about that. She's just been like, what the heck are you talking about? You know? Right? But she... She plays, she puts all her cards on the table and just, you know, shares what she knows. And I don't know. I think there's just like something about her demeanor, though, that that does feel really genuine and trustworthy that I think was also like part of like Natasha kind of taking that in and being like, all right, you know, and like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just really liked it. That moment where they're, they're friends and like even like, I don't know, just so quickly, you know, it's just like, I don't know you, but I feel like I do, you know right mm-hmm. oh so nice just they are bffs all day every day and of course now we have another ally against ultron who again comes back to that dimension far too quickly for my liking mm, yeah yeah so i mean the showdown gets uh pretty pretty intense actually yep gets super dicey even though everyone is just Bam, 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 bam. Attack, attack. Don't give him time to think. It's not enough. This dude's just too powerful, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And it just, it takes a while for everyone to, like, pin him down. And I'm looking at, I had looked at the timestamp when they finally pinned him down, and I'm like, it's too soon. Yeah, I know. What was it? Like, Thor was like, oh, it's over. And, you know, and T'Challa's just like, this doesn't feel over. (laughs) And I'm like, you're right, babe. I felt that. I felt that, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, so, like... <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like, and, you know, okay. <sighs> yeah, so they, they crush the, the stones, and it's like, oh my gosh, we did it, you know? But then, no, of course not. And it's like, yeah, didn't you... Didn't the Watcher tell you, like, every Infinity Stone of every universe is different? And I'm just like, why wouldn't the Watcher mention that? In my head, watching it the first time, I'm like, why didn't the Watcher mention that? Like, this seems terrible, you know? And, like, everything seems to have gone all wrong. And, like, you know, everyone... I mean, gosh, Doctor Strange, like, single-handedly saving everybody with his his protection spells, you know? 
his protection and... spell and using his time stone mm-hmm. to stop um, Ultron from re-grabbing the soul stone. Seriously, I almost oh, lost my mind. That sequence was really great, though, where you just see the, the stone on the floor while everyone, like, you just see, like, little bits and pieces of, you know, everybody getting tossed back and forth. You know, Peggy kind of reaching for it, but then she gets dragged away. You know, Ultron almost gets it. You know, it's, again, just like another moment of really great direction. Seriously. Seriously. I don't know whose idea that was, but it was such a great moment just shot right there with the little yeah. snippets here. and there. Oh, Heightens the tension because you can't see everything that's going on, right? You just see yeah. the, like, oh, hand reaching there. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Batman hand reaching, you know, and it's like, ah, ah, and you know, you don't have enough information and it's just like all this anxiety and stress. You're just like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Who's going to grab it? You know? And like, every time, like, all hope seems lost, right? And then just like, something else comes in and you just like i don't know where this is gonna go you know yeah i had no clue and it was insane it was seriously one of the best fight scenes i've seen in a while too just what is it about this show that animates things so well and gorgeously such excellent choreography it was a fight to the death here and when Ultron realized that Doctor Strange was basically the reason that they were all standing, he's like, if you fall, they all will. I was just like, oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, and of course, attempts to, like, kill them and blow them up, you know. And Natasha, being a, the smart cookie she is, realizes glowing arrow tip, Sola. And I'm like, Sola. Yeah, where is him with his legless body? I was like kind of thrown off by them she must have gotten sick of him talking oh gosh you're so right though (laughs) she must have given up you know just like you know because you imagine right because like zola tell like last time we saw her like zola tells her like he is not anywhere in this known universe and she's like there is nothing for me to do and i'm all alone here like yeah there is a period of time where she had that experience awful awful makes me really sad to think about it um but she yeah so like it's just really sad i don't anyway um but so yeah i would imagine though she must have discarded with the body and just like nope you know we're gonna keep the motorcycle and the arrow just like to take it portable make it more portable less chatty you know (laughs) definitely less chatty yeah and yeah, and then comes in a moment of another like amazingly good timing and choreography because she and Peggy, you know, just like, okay, you go this way, I go that way kind of deal, right? Yep. You know, you got to give me a clean shot. And like, I, I could watch like Natasha ride a motorcycle in, in live action and in animation, like for hours, actual hours. Um, But like, <laughs> she's, she's riding it up and like, She's clocking where Peggy is. Okay, she's about to jump. So I'm going to jump on this motorcycle. And again, another really amazing, like, visual shot is she's, like, up in midair. And there's the glowing light of Ultra in the distance. She's pulling back, you know, the arrow on the bow. And it's just, like, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's heroic. And I loved it a lot. And then, you know, and then, of course, it hits home when she says, this is for you, Clint. Oh my gosh. I knew she was going to say it, but it did not hit any less toughly. Just, oh my God. It hit just as hard. Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, I know it was for you. It was for you. Oh, 
my gosh. And it was like such a perfect shot. Like I know like Natasha has really good aim, but I figured it must be hard with a bow and arrow on in all honesty. But I'd also like to think that Clint must have taught her a few things, you know, just like, no, 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 don't don't look at that. Let's pull pull back the notch this way, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was awesome that these two women just band together to take out this mofo. Boom. Right in the eye. So good. And then Zola's just like, oh, hey, new body. And Ultron's like, what are you doing here? This is my body. Not for long. Yeah. Know? Oh, it's so creepy, but I loved it. Right? Like the, the face-off between the two AIs, you know? And just, like, just how quickly Ultron was taken down by this virus, Zola. Like, top tier. Top tier. Top tier. So good. Um, a part of me it was a little skeptical that Zola would have a shot just because he was like an older AI model, but I was very pleased that he was able to hold his own against Ultron, even though he's still a bad guy too, but at least he was kind of the, the lesser of two evils there. You know, I prefer snarky, surprisingly funny Zola to genuinely terrifying uh, Ultron. Well, we know that Zola can't be trusted with the Infinity Stones either, right? But like... Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Um, is also not, like, an enhanced cosmic being in the moment. So, like, you know, <laughs> technically, yes, lesser evil, technically. But, yeah, um, you know, so, like, he de- he deactivates Ultron, and as Ultron is falling, I'm just like, quick, get him, grab the stones immediately, and run <laughs> in opposite right? directions, you know? Because I'm just like, no, because then, I-, I mean, my first thought wasn't even of, of Killmonger at that moment. My first thought was of, of Zola, like, oh, right? yeah, he's going to realize that he's got Infinity Stones now. Yep. I was yep. just like, please rip them off his body. Hurry, ASAP. But of course, Killmonger gets there first and like activates the, you know, the Ultron head and like, again, the, that weird like sort of nanobot technology where he transfers the armor onto himself. Not weird, but I don't like I, I couldn't tell if it, if it was nanobots or if it was something else. I just I still can't totally make sense of it. Um, but like, yeah, so he's wearing admittedly really sick Ultron armor um, and you know, and he's just like ready to go, and everyone's like, "Okay, we're gonna fight you now." <laughs> so ready to fight again, I just, you yep. know. Oh, anyway, I would have been so exhausted. I'm just like, "Oh, take me home, Watcher. I can't deal with this nonsense anymore." Um, but like, uh, you know, this is interesting though that he, the way he's like, "Hey, the Watcher owes us. This is our chance." Like, he tries to make it about everybody, you know? Like, yeah. I am sure... I, I mean, for me, I am positive he had no intention of sharing the Infinity Stone's power with any of them in reality. You know, but he brings up, you know, Peggy, you could go back with your... Be back with your fella, you know? Um, and you can see that that lands, right? And he mentions, yes. it, you know, like, uh, T'Challa and Thor, like, your worlds would be protected, you know? And... Um, and strange, you know, and you know that really hits home. He's like, this is it. You know it. Like, like saying, like, this could bring, you know, your love back, too. Right? And, like, you really see, like, Strange has this moment of, like, thinking about it, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was a moment where I'm like, they're not going to agree to this, right? 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 Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, and, and like, for him, I mean, I, I wonder, what do you think he was planning to do with the stones for himself like would he is it as simple as like say bringing his dad back 
Is it like, you know, uh, making Wakanda like the dominant like race and like, I don't know, across all the universes, um, you know, or is it, I mean, what, what, like, or was he just kind of, like, maybe not be, like, Ultron where he eliminates all life, but, you know, uses it to, like, take control of everything and just, like, it's part of his, like, whole thing for power, you know, or is it all of the above? I don't know. What, what What's your thinking with that? Honestly, I figured the, he'd go for global domination with his dimension, you know, crush the rebellion that was clearly growing before the Watcher took him away. And then once he's done with his dimension of making Wakanda the most powerful nation and getting his revenge, and I'm guessing bringing his dad back, you know, I, I feel like that's something he'd do. I feel like then he'd move on to other worlds to sort of do the same thing in each Wakanda, you know, wherever he goes, just to make sure that he has total domination of Wakanda and it'll go from one universe to the other. I feel like that would be his goal. Yeah. Like, you and like, I mean, again, I really don't think he would have actually helped any of them with their their problems or their universes in reality. He was just using his charm to like try to convince them to like put down their guard. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and he's very good. He's very good at sounding almost convincing, like he means it. But I'm like, nope, this is Killmonger. Like he is manipulative, and like he knows exactly where to hit everybody where it hurts. You know, exactly. And, but of, of course, the child is the first one to see like reason and just say like, no, don't do this, cousin. Stop calling him cousin. He's like, oh, I ain't no. your cousin. <laughs> and I'm just like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> T'Challa no this guy's a douche and I get it try to kill him with kindness I get it but he is not worth it even if it mm -hmm. is Michael B. Jordan yeah it's just yep so uh you know but like of course Zola comes up comes to the fray again and like what was it that like oh um you know Pe Peggy and Natasha and like you know Peggy's like wait what Zola hydra and like natasha's like yeah hydra mutated and which is like you know spoiler for like her universe by the way i'm wondering how yep. she's gonna take that information forward oh. but like you know but like but thor and meanwhile was like oh that explains the face and the stomach you know <laughs> and like i another iteration of like a vision of the vision body that really creeps me out like you know First by Ultron and now by Zola. I'm just like, oh. no, my baby. Jarvis, where are you? Jarvis. You need to take over this body. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, that was super creepy. But it was kind of funny when Zola being like Zola is like, oh, how long I've been without legs. I know. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so true. The legs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I keep going back to that scene where he's like crawling away on his arm, on his <laughs> elbows. If I had a life to swear on, I would. <laughs> so good. Anyway, okay. Yeah, so so it becomes this like, you know, battle between the two of them. It kind of reminds me of like um, the scene in, in Star Wars where like Rey and Kylo Ren are both reaching out for the lightsaber and they're like no come to me no come to me you know yeah uh, like it kind of had like that vibe for me um, and like this is when like you know Strange has his like Eureka moment and is like 
Oh, the goal, which Watcher said at the beginning, very beginning, is not for us to win, right? But to get the stones out of Ultron's body, right? Yep. And so, yeah, so, like, right now it's in this, like, weird limbo, right? Between between Killmonger and, and Zola, which obviously can't last forever, and everybody's shields are wearing down. So, like, you know, what Stephen Strange is, is create a pocket universe just for the two of them to fight forever, <laughs> uh like to fight forever <laughs> i just like yep you brought this upon yourself my dudes you truly did um you know and like and like obviously like neither of them like even stopped to think like i mean i don't know i don't know if like time stopped for them in this pocket universe or if they really are just like no i will beat him out eventually you know i like you right? know what i mean like is there like are they, or are they like totally active and conscious and like just like engaged in this like lockdown forever? Like, is that like because not, both of them are so stubborn, they will ne- <laughs> literally never let go? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or are they locked in time? Like, I mean, clearly there must be some kind of risk still, you know, for Strange to still be watching over them, which could have, I guess, be a risk whether they're locked in time or not. But it's just something that I wonder, you know? Yeah, no, I definitely see what you mean. And I was kind of pondering over the logistics of that, too. But in the end, I just was like, logic, reasons. Either way, it was a pretty great sacrifice of Doctor Strange to not only make it, but to stay to maintain it, become like his own watcher to this tiny little pocket dimension. Yeah, and you know... And, like, the Watcher says that to him, like, thank you for making this sacrifice, and Strange is, like, sacrifice. It implies I have something to lose. And it's, like, oh. this weird, it's, like, you know, a place from a place of, like, you know, depression, you know? and yeah. But also, like, this, like, practicality, and just kind of, like, no, I'm just doing what I'm doing. And, like, you know, I think it is a sacrifice, though, because he, like, could have, like again gone to like or ask the watcher if he could go to universe like where maybe the doctor strange was gone or something you know what i mean yeah. um uh but no he doesn't he chooses this role of watcher role as 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 you say and it's not like the watcher the watcher that we know where he has multiple channels of multiple um universes to watch it's just this one you know yeah these two these two dudes just duking it out trying to get infinity stones <laughs> Um, yeah, this this really long forever game of tug of war. Just all right, you know, must get boring after a while. But the fact that he's willing to do it is pretty pretty cool, you know. Kind of feel sorry for the dude, but at the same time, you reap what you sow. Just make sure they don't break out, please. You know, just leave Killmonger there, and Zola can stay there too. You know, just just and Ultron's dead. Yes, cannot forget that Ultron is dead. The heroes have won, folks, and they are back at the pub. Just, all right, we did it. Now what? All right, uh, through that door, you get to go back to where I first took you, you know. Just, let's go. And obviously, you know, you got T'Challa, Thor, who are like, yeah, man, deuces, you know. Right. And Peggy, just... She just stops oh. in front of Steve's photo... And just like look, just like turns and looks at the watcher, you know, with the light blazing behind her. She looks very glorious, honestly. Yes, she does. But very determined. She's just like, I know you could send me back to my original time, you know. Yeah. 
haven't I earned my happy ending? And I'm oh, just like, oh my god. Part of me wondered if the Watcher was actually gonna do it because, like, I you know I think of Steve in Avengers Endgame and how he ha- went back in time and had his happy ending, right? And I'm yeah. just like, are they like? There's a moment where I thought like they could play it that way, you know? I um, thought they were. I honestly I, for a second thought I thought they were. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, you know, the Watcher says, like, you know, I, I promise you, like, they need you where you are right now, you know? And what it, what convinces yeah. her to go back is her exchanging looks with Natasha and just, like, this very, very subtle nod from Natasha. Like, I am positive that whoever I am on the other side of that door needs you, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's just, like... Yeah. So beautiful. It, it just must have been so, so tempting, though. I mean... Again, Gamora, T'Challa, and Thor each had a reason to go back, you know? But Peggy, that temptation must have been so strong, but for her to be like, nah. And then, of course, Natasha Natasha being the one to be like, nah, he's right, you know, go. And Natasha's like, well, you're not sending me back. There's nothing there, you know? Well, the door's more of a metaphor anyway. This and, place yeah. lost its widow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, back to that episode. Oh my god! Yeah, because so, I was a little. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say that I, I almost forgot about that episode, like that they didn't allude to it in any way, shape, or form throughout the episode because they basically did for all the episodes that we've seen this season, except for that one. So when we see Steve fighting and then you got uh, Captain Marvel glowing about. I'm like, what universe is this? Oh, you know, I just, I lost it. Just- yeah. Okay. I, I was, I'm disappointed with himself. I didn't recognize it the first time as like the universe where all the Avengers, like, you know, died um, except for like Steve and, and Captain Marvel. Like, yeah. and I, like later I thought before I watched the second time, I'm like, wait, what? That episode feels like such an outlier. How did that even play a role? And then it took me watching a second time, like, oh, right, because Steve didn't die in that one. Like, it is it is just Steve and Captain Marvel that we're seeing. And then, like, Loki, you know, obviously is gloating over Nick Fury. I'm just like, oh, oh, yes. Okay, yes. The one where yep, everyone is go. dead. And you know what's sad, Jen? Like, what's really sad to think about? Because um, Hawkeye Clint is dead in this universe, too. Oh, my god! he gosh, had stuck yes. it out... If Clint had stuck it out and had survived this whole thing and, like, had joined Natasha as, like, a guardian of the multiverse, he could have gone home to be with an alternate version of his family. Oh, my God. That I didn't think about. Because I did think, like, oh, yeah, that's so cool that Natasha gets to be in a place where she can basically start fresh. Not, like, 100% fresh. Because I'm like, oh, how sad, you know, even though she gets, um steve back she's doesn't get clint back you know and that bummed me out but i didn't really think about what that would have meant for clint yeah his wife and his kids are still alive in that universe oh my gosh mm. now, I'm, now i'm now i'm pissed off damn it now i'm now Dude. i'm really sad <laughs> i know last time i talked about like oh finally clint dies but like <laughs> But now I'm just kind of like, oh, man, if you just stuck it out a little longer, he could have had a happy ending. He really could have. Oh, my gosh. Would have been quite a sight for his uh, wife and kids. That would have been an, an adjustment period. But 
Oh man. Ah, oh, I feel cheated again. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry I pointed out, but like it was floating around in my head as I was watching it the second time. Or I've actually watched it three times. Maybe it was even the third time where I'm just like, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Clint. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah. But, okay. It's fine. She'll be bros with with Steve again, she'll get to know yeah. Captain Marvel, and she's still got her Nick Fury. It's mm-hmm. fine. And also, it's fine. oh my god, just real, real quick, when um, Loki's like gloating over Fury and Natasha like, boom, you know, kicks him away, shoots him away or whatever. And he's just like, I thought you were dead. And she's like, huh, I thought the same of you. And I'm like, yeah. wait, he didn't get blown up in the nuclear. No, no, wait, Thor the Dark World. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, we're good. Just, ha, loser. That must have been quite a shock for Loki. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. But I really, yeah. So good, and I'm really, really glad. Yeah. That made me so relieved for her. Like, she survives, she lives, and she, you know, gets to go to a home, you know? And, like, yeah, I don't know. I am I am sad that she doesn't get to have Clint, Um, you know, or even, like, you know, Bruce and like, because uh, I, I appreciate their friendship, okay, for what it could have been. Um, yeah. And I would say Tony, but I don't think they got along too well. Um, eventually, Sam, <laughs> you know, because uh, Sam's still good. Sam's, Sam's, Sam's all good. Yes. Very, very good. Um, yes. You know, There's but hope. like, yeah, Steve and Natasha get to be friends. Yes. So good. Yeah, so that made me that made me feel like a small sense of relief. Um, yeah, especially since Fury, he recognized immediately. Like you're not my Natasha, but you've got the same spirit, you know. Yeah, and I'm like, you're yeah. damn right, man. Yes, hundred percent. I'd love to keep following this Natasha in this universe. Honestly, yeah, would love to see it. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So okay, so everything wraps up there. Uh, anything else that we're we're missing here before we get to the end credits? Um, oh man, that that end credit though. Yeah. All right. I I think so. Mid credit scene, like, right? So Carter's back and she's like fighting with the leg guy again. Um, <laughs> I know his actual name. I just want to call him Leg Guy because ever since Caroline described him that way, um, yeah. <laughs> you know and so she's she's back in the fight and then like you know natasha swoops in and saves her um you know and says oh you're gonna want to see this and i'm just like oh my gosh what's it gonna be and i had been thinking to myself like okay so if if captain carter is on this like trajectory of the winter soldier like we could have bucky as the winter soldier but that wouldn't have too much impact or as much impact in this universe because we didn't really see like the deep friendship like say that like steve and bucky had right it's different yeah. like kind of thing i'm like so really, like, it should be, like, Steve who somehow becomes the Winter Soldier or some equivalent of it. And, like, you know, and I yeah. have to thinking about that in the back of my head. So, like, when I see them walking down the hall and then you reveal, like, the Hydra Stopper and Natasha's like, someone's inside. I'm just like, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and she looks so hopeful. And, like, this feels like a hopeful ending, but I couldn't help but feel really nervous because... Like, again, I was thinking, like, well, okay, in this universe, it would make the most sense for Steve to be, like, the Winter Soldier in order to have it, to have the same emotional impact, right? And, 
so I'm just kind of like, well, what are they going to find in there? Like, okay, like Natasha clearly knows it's Steve somehow. So I guess she got a peek <laughs> before she yeah. called in Peggy. Like, you know, what's his state then? Like, I mean, it, it might not be him, but like, I think it very strongly implies that it is. Yeah. You know, and so like, I'm just like, okay, this looks very hopeful, but I'm I'm very nervous about like, how, like, why this Hydra Stomper, he's in, like, what, cryostasis or what? Right? Oh my gosh, yeah, I was a little nervous about that too. I'm like, no, it's never that easy. Nah. So hopefully they pick up on that in season two. That would be super awesome. Oh my gosh, I already want it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Um... But it does remind me of, like, again, like, I know I've talked about Peggy and, and and Natasha a lot already, but, like, I just really love, like, Natasha's, like, recognition, though, of, like, oh, it's because you're not over Steve. If his if the accountant's name was Steve, you'd be into him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the teasing. Just, again, top yeah. notch. Um, and then Peggy just being like, oh, widow. And here I thought we were becoming friends. And, like, the soft smile that Natasha has and... The little wink that Peggy gives. It's just, like, so cute. Yes. So precious. So, like, almost flirtatious. Again, same energy as, like, as Steven and Natasha, where it's like, is there a vibe there? There could be, you know? Right. Um, So, like, but, you know, I don't know. And then, like, you know, but with this ending scene, like, Natasha, again, still teasing her and just saying, oh, you're gonna want to see this famous last words, you know, I'm just like, Natasha, what's happening? Natasha. Yeah. yeah. I know. She, Natasha just always likes to have fun, and, like, I love that for her. Yeah, definitely. She deserves every piece of happiness she can get. Honestly, though. And also, like, her eyeshadow was on point. She looked amazing. I honestly, I'm not a huge fan of her with the straight hair and the live action, but like she looked amazing in animation. Yeah, I I agree, honestly. I'm not a fan of the straight hair either, so I definitely feel that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't like hate it, but like I'm just like, it's not her best look, but in the animation, I I don't know. She looked cooler. I don't know what it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I just thought, like, oh, that's lovely and wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Natasha's still, like, saying, ah, Cap deserves love. (laughs) Yeah, oh my god. It's amazing. I can't. And, like, I don't know, and, like, I think at some point, too, like, at like in the mid credit scene, like, Peggy calls her Nat. It's just, like, so cute. I can't get over it. And she, oh yeah, and like she hugs her. She's like, "Oh, I'm so relieved to to see you." Did you hit your head or something? And like, did you knock your head a few times? <laughs> a few times. <laughs> and like, uh, so it's so cute. Okay. Um, what was another moment between the two of them? That I thought like, "Oh, that's great." Oh, with the whole like, I have the shield, you have the sword, and you know, and Natasha's like, the first time is like, "Well, I have knives, actually," but cute wordplay, and yes. then. And then the second time she does it with the alternate now and says basically the same thing. Well, actually, I have an arrow with the virus, but, you know, cute wordplay. I'm just like, yes, iconic. I love that, like, Peggy just uses it again. Yes. (laughs) Like, oh, this is a different Natasha. I'll just use it again. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, it's so perfect. 
Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. Any other little moments you want to talk about? Uh, just real quick, when the Watcher sends everyone back, you know, you get you see Party Thor reunited with Jade, and you got oh yeah, you got T'Challa. Somehow he he gave Peter Quill a gun, and they're uh. like shooting, fighting Ego, and Peter Quill looks so like yeah. I know he looks like so excited. Like a little boy and like, well, they both look like young boys who are just like, yeah, you know, it's just like, aww. Oh, I know. I, I just want Star-Lord T'Challa to take Peter Quill under his wing, you know? Yeah, I'd love to see that mentorship relationship, actually. I need that now. Someone get on the fanfiction, please. I have no time to write it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, like, I thought that was, like, really precious and adorable, agreed, like, mm, yes. Um, oh, okay, uh, I also want to say, like, I love Peggy's uh, iteration of the Winter Soldier version of, of the costume, where it's, like, not the star in the middle, but, like, the still the British flag symbol, but just in yeah. white. I thought that was, like, she looked really cool. Um, and I like that her hair was, like, a little more modern, too, right? Like, it's still like long, but it's not the doesn't have the big curls, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Kind of getting chic. it with the times. Yeah, right? yeah. And like, I bet you, like Natasha, like took her to her hairdresser or something, or did her hair the first time. Just like, oh, this is how you do it in these modern times, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. Picture it. It's great. Yes. Um, and like, okay, to keep going on the Peggy Nap train. Like, I loved like. One of the things I really love about, like, um, the Winter Soldier and, like, Steve and Natasha's relationship there is, like, he's always so quick to protect her and, like, use the shield to, like, you know, stop the rubble from, like, crushing the both of them or, like, you know, again, it has, the, has this instinctive protectiveness of her. Yeah. Right? And you see it with with uh, Peggy, too. You know, yes. like, everyone is about to be, like, destroyed by Ultron. Like, oh, like, you know, like, Natasha's, like, protective spell shield is breaking down. And, you know, Peggy sees it, runs, and, like, you know, puts the shield in front of the both of them. Like, again, it'll be very reminiscent of, like, how Steve, like, it's just, like, this instinctive, like, must-protect redhead, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Yeah, I just thought, like, ah, I love it. love the parallels. You know? And, like, parallels, too, with, like, I think of in the Age of Ultron where, like, Steve and Natasha, like, do back and forth with his shield, right? Like, like, oh, Natasha, like, here, you cut off the whole Tron head here, and I'll go over there, you know? Yeah. Um, like, their teamwork is just, like, so so iconic. Even in a movie, like, where they're they're emotionally more distant from each other. Darn you, Joss Whedon. Um, <sighs> and, like, another really amazing visual shot is, like, when, you know, Natasha has her shield and Peggy has her shield... And they both just go at it at Ultron at the same time where Nat yes. gets his head and, like, Peggy gets his feet. And it's just, like, you just, I just, I had to screen cap that, too, because I'm just, like, this is perfection. It is. It was. Water. I need to rewatch the whole episode multiple times. Like, I, I didn't think anything could beat, like, you know, Peggy with a shield, like, pull, pushing the, the truck, incoming truck over her head. But, like, this yeah. comes pretty close. Honestly, though. Yeah. Um, oh, another cute moment that I really liked. T'Challa, like, teasing the Watcher, saying, Oh, come on, get a new trick, man. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Um, oh, and Strange is, like, showing everybody the stones. And, like, 
everyone like else looks serious, but Thor just has his mouth open, just like like looking in awe, just gaping, openly gaping. Yes. <laughs> it's really oh my God. It's very Thor. It's very Thor. Um, and then he, when he says like, oh, like when Thor says like, oh, I know how to deal with this party pooper about Ultron. Kind of made me feel better about him calling, you know, Captain Marvel a party pooper that, like, stretched beyond gender boundaries in that moment, you know? Like, I just, like, appreciated that, like, that Captain Marvel's not the only one he's now called a party pooper. Just because, you know, we both talked about it. kind of bothered us, so. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. I thought it was interesting, too. I was like, yeah, he is a party pooper. Kick his ass. Yeah. You could try, baby. Anyway. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah, okay, so I, I know we've already been talking for a while about this episode, but, like, real quick, like, what were your favorite moments for each of these main characters? Like, favorite moments in the episode or favorite moments in the season? Uh, no, in the episode. Let's try to keep it simple. Oh, okay, I feel like okay. we try to do the whole series, we'll just be here for two more hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. I think uh, my favorite from T'Challa, a Star-Lord T'Challa, obviously, was just that brief moment where him and Peter Quill, like, shooting things and both have this boyish grin about both of them. Seriously. Like, no words. That was like a split second of my life, but I wanted it. I needed it. Mm -hmm. So good. Party Thor, there was like so many moments that were like supposed to be like meaningful and funny but honestly my favorite was just the long drawn out viva las vegas (laughs) yeah seriously i want to use that battle cry i don't know when but i will use it one day Mm -hmm. so good uh let's see i find oh there was just so many good peggy moments that i really cannot decide on I know. The protectiveness of Natasha was definitely up there. Uh, the fact that she and Natasha were just like tag teaming it with the throwing the shield thing was also really cool. Her jumping out of the plane without a parachute because of course she would. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's just there's too many awesome moments for Peggy, but I also kind of adore her. So maybe just any time her, her presence is on the screen <laughs> is my favorite. Well, that's not really a favorite moment, but we'll let it. I'll let it slide because that it is really hard. It is honestly. Uh, let's see. I think. Um, oh my gosh, Doctor Strange. I like the little subtle soft moments that you had mentioned before, but I honestly think my favorite scene was when everyone's facing off and Ultron's just about to get his hand on the Soul Stone, but then he. But then Doctor Strange uses his time stone to reverse back. Like, mm. nope. Reverse Uno the situation. It was reverse super Uno. badass. <laughs> that is the perfect description. I want to put that in my back pocket. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely. Let's see. Uh, hard to say with the Watcher. I think, like, just his whole, like, you are chosen spiel. But I think my absolute favorite uh, moment from him personally was when he was just trying to get Thor's attention. Uh, Thor, uh, so, so, you know what? Yes. Picks him up. <laughs> <laughs> just picks him up, yeah. Oh. 
And also, a close second is when, like, he comes up to Gamora and Tony. And he's like, not you, Tony Stark. <laughs> not you, Stark. <laughs> so good. Oh. It was so direct and almost annoyed. Just like, no, not you. Yeah. You've had your time. Uh, yeah. And I'm not quite sure with Gamora, you know, probably just that look of skepticism that she gives Tony when he talks about the armor around the world, you know, because it's just, it it says so much just like, no. And it just brought up all this stuff like, man, I wish the Guardians would be on Earth once in a while because I could definitely like see her stopping the Age of Ultron movie entirely like Stark, that's a stupid idea. And if you try to do it, I will stick a knife in this armor thing that you keep talking about you know just ah yes Mm -hmm. this woman is a queen and then natasha's moment again there was just so many moments mostly that she and peggy were sharing obviously yeah but i think like my favorite moment is when she kicks down loki and he's like i thought you were dead she's like oh i thought the same about you you know just ready to go back into the action, just doesn't look back on the dimension that she left behind. And with good reason, you know, there's nothing left for her, obviously. But just like, nope, I've integrated here. That From that moment that the Watcher was like, this universe lost its widow. And that small smile of surprise, like, oh, like, okay, I'll go where I'm needed then. It's just, it was nice. Yeah. What about uh, Killmonger? Let's see. I think, like, this is going to sound a little strange, but I think my favorite scene from him is that fake sympathy moment where he he was trying to convince the others, like, the Watcher owes us for this. Because it really was, like, very convincing. Because all of them, you could tell, had that moment of shit, you know? Like, no, no, don't fall for that, you know? They all had that little moment there, you know? It just showed just how good Killmonger is. Just We talked about it before that part of how he did so well as a villain is because he's charismatic and he knows how to kind of work people to his advantage, you know, and he almost had it. So I couldn't help but be impressed by that. So I think that was his best moment, in my opinion. Yeah. I would agree with you on that. I would say that that's my favorite Killmonger moment because, again, it just shows his charisma as, like, a person, as a villain, you know, and, like, you know, really explores the whole, like, you know, brings into into being, like, the what T'Challa in his universe told him, you know, it will consume you, right? Yeah. And it, and it does, you know, it really does. And... Um, but you know, you get you really see him like in his in his prime in that moment. I think is just like oh, definitely. very good. Um, but yeah, so <sighs> I think my favorite moment with Thor. I think my favorite moment with Thor is just his rant about how like the Ultron robots ruined his date with Jane. Oh like, my gosh! You yeah. know, like he's like so ready also to leave the Guardians of the Multiverse. Like, oh, my Lady Jane needs me. You know, and, you know. But like, um, you know. But I just really liked like his like. It's just like his instant attachment to Jane is just like so endearing. Um, yeah. And just like, how did they get this to work better than the main MCU for me? I don't get it. Uh, anyway, 
it's just like they showed how easy it could have been anyway right uh uh so like you know um i i think that i would say that that's just my favorite moment um uh let's see oh did you say what your favorite moment was for strange i, I forget yes it was his reverse uno moment. yes reverse uno yeah okay so for me my favorite moment for dr strange was his monologue about vast nothingness and death <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just it's funny but like painfully funny <laughs> yeah and just like Again, it's like this awkward, endearing part that I'm part of him that I just like. We don't see enough of, and yeah, I, it just makes me laugh. You know, it's just the effort involved in it is just like so wonderful. Um, even uh-huh. if the execution is just terrible, <laughs> <sighs> the bedside manner just crap, total crap. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that's my favorite moment for him. Um, for T'Challa, I yeah, I would say probably also it's. I mean, I don't know. He has like kind of briefer moments throughout this one. I mean, there's the sticky fingers, but like Ooh, yeah. I, you know, I really liked him teaming up with Peter too. I think that I would say that's my favorite moment, just because like. We talk about we talked a lot about it in in his episode in T'Challa's episode like oh he's he really is like a better Star Lord than than Peter like hate to say it don't really hate to say <laughs> it you know um, but like to see like the, a team up and like a place like a version where like Peter could flourish you know yeah uh, and like be a space adventurer and not be a jerk you know right? like. There's just like so much potential even in just this one panel because like you know and it and and it evokes like um T'Challa's own heroism and compassion and just like yeah come and join the like it's just so welcoming you know and like anyone who wants to come and join the party come join the party you know yeah it's just something about it is just like so we- so sweet and wholesome that like I just I loved it a lot. And to see, like, you know, the two Star-Lords together, in a sense, was just really fun for me. Um, right. And, right. yeah, it's just, like, again, just testify so much to T'Challa and how, how intentionally loving and welcoming he is that I just, like, mm, chef's kiss. Um, yeah. Uh, for Gamora, I think my favorite one of hers is just, like, when she whips out the Infinity Stone Crusher and just silences Thor. Just like, oh, yeah, okay, you're answering my question. <laughs> Like, you know, and she's presenting it like, yes, and it will destroy all the stones and everyone just like gathering around her looking really impressed. And I'm feeling very, you know, proud of her and just like, yeah, yeah, that's my girl. Um, yep. So I would say that's my favorite of, for her. Um, and then, yeah, uh, last but not least, of course, uh, well, not last, I guess for sure, Nat and, and, and Peggy. So they have so many moments together. It's fair to pick just one. Um Hmm. I would say, like, uh, for Peggy, my favorite moment is, like, when she steps forward to talk down Natasha when they're all in that face-off together, and Natasha has the soul stone, Aww. and just everyone's, like, you know, ready to go, but she's just like, you know, I know you, you know, and I know your father, I know your dad, I know there are three people in the world that you trust, and I am proud and honored to be called one of them, you know? I just think... Aww. um it's just something so loving and so good about that that just like it really pulls at your heartstrings and like i i think it testifies to like peggy's presence of mind just like wait let's stop here you know we don't have to just break out fighting right right 
yeah, like, you know, and through the power of love, she brings everybody on the same team and it's beautiful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I would say I would say that's my favorite Peggy moment, even though there were so many. Um, like really so many. So many. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then I think Natasha's for me is just when she's um, you know, motorcycle up in the sky and she's drawing back the arrow and says, This is for you, Clint. It's just like it's a very powerful moment for me. And like her again, her like the heroism, the beauty of that shot, the beauty of that moment, and her being so in sync with Peggy to bring in the Peggy Nat element again, you know, that like she knew the exact time to jump up in the air. She knew the exact moment where Peggy would step in and, you know, pull back Ultron's head and like, you know, give her that access that she needed, like the perfect yeah. shot. Like she knew Peggy would give her the perfect shot, even though they had just technically met each other, right? Oh like, my gosh, right? There's like so many moments, like so many things just encapsulated in that single moment that make it really perfect for me for, you know, for Natasha. I think is just like really wonderful and awesome and amazing. And <sighs> oh yeah, and the Watcher. Um, I think, yeah, just trying to get Thor to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I did like too, though, the very end where he says, thank you, Steven. Like, doesn't call him strange, doesn't call her Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. calls him by his first name. It's just like something. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, now that I've gone over all, like, the favorite character moments i think one question that remains for me is just like what will happen to the watcher now that he has broken his oath and i think it's that was an appropriate time to break his oath you know oh yeah yeah like definitely. and he, yeah you know he doesn't send uh, peggy back to the time she wants she doesn't he doesn't fix natasha's original world right so he's like already stepping back into that role of the watcher and you know and him and and natasha have a pretty pivotal conversation i feel like um you know where she's like you don't really care about us we're just like i'm trying to, i want to pull up the exact dialogue because i think it's it's really good um i mean give me a second actually Alrighty. yeah all right okay so yeah so like when he's yeah you can't interfere yeah i know and she says we're just stories to you we're not oh. real you know and like and, you know, it's like you watch, and she goes into the whole thing. You just watch us, right? You watch us fight, win or lose. Did you eat popcorn while Ultron killed all my friends? Aww, you know, and yeah. you see him reaction, his reaction to it, or he's like, you know, it cuts deep what she's saying. Yeah. Um, but something like felt kind of meta about this moment because she's like, we're just stories to you, we're just characters to you. And it kind of felt a little like, in a weird way, like she's talking to us as the as the viewer you oh, know i hadn't considered that yeah i don't know like i took that perspective and like you know just kind of thought about like how there is like a deep meaning that like these characters have come to have for me right since i fought we first watched you know uh captain america in 2011 yeah um and just like how far these characters have come and like how much they've come to mean to me um, in my fandom experience and, you know, in terms of the way I think about, you know, stories and characters and, like, you know, um, the superhero genre and, like, and how I think about, like, just so many, like, different, like, human struggles and how it's reflected in all these different, like, MCU stories, you know, and... I don't know. It's just like it's like it really has. I think, and I think I speak for both of us. Like that, the the, the Marvel characters—they're not just stories, right? And they're it's really like they not, mean so no. much. 
Yeah. And it's like, it's so easy, I think, to be like, oh, they're just like fictional characters. And they are, you know, they are for us, you know, but like, um, at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't know, I just kind of, I really resonated with what the Watcher was saying. It's like, you're more than that to me, you know, and like he says, you, your stories, they are everything to me, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. And you could tell he was genuine about it, too. Yeah. That that's his home. That's his life. It was very touching because it really was meta now that you think now that you've mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, even though we know these are stories, it's really not just stories for us. These are stories that we know and that we invest ourselves in. It's just so incredible how they've they've made that connection and kudos and thank you, Bridget, for pointing that out because yeah, I feel exactly how the watcher's feeling where it's like, yeah, man, it's we're not just stories, you know, these are people, even if they're fictional. Yeah. Yeah, very good point. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so there's just something like touching about it in, in a meta way for me that I I really appreciated and thought a lot about watching it. But yeah, um what would you say just like briefly, like where you could see this going for season 2? Well, now that the Watcher has broken his oath, I wonder if there will be consequences to that. Because you brought up the possibility that maybe there's more Watchers out there. Or mm-hmm. maybe, like, he's got, like, a, a boss of sorts or whatever. So, now that he's broken his oath, if he'll get in trouble for that with whoever gave him this job and made him swear that oath in the first place. Or if there will even be natural consequences, you know? Maybe there will be. Maybe... That's some, there's a reason he took the oath. Maybe the dimensions will start to meld or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we do have the multiverse of madness coming up, and like, will like that turn out to have like a role in it? You know, like it's so funny. It's like we keep asking ourselves, who breaks the multiverse? Is it Wanda? Is it <laughs> Sylvie and Loki? Is it Doctor Strange? Now nope. it's like, is it the Watcher? <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally, there's so many candidates for breaking the multiverse. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, No. Oh my gosh. So I expect that there will be consequences to these, to uh, the Watcher breaking his oath. Obviously, I they they've got to continue the Captain Carter story. I just like I I know it's selfish. I I need to know. But at the same time, like, if they do, don't get back to that, I'll understand on some level, but I won't be happy about it. No, I think there's I think there's a lot more to that story for sure. Um, I mean, to all of them, really. I mean, even the one that Killmonger left behind, it's like, what's going to happen with, like, Shuri and Pepper now? It's like... Right, huh? Mm. Because he's disappeared. They're, I wonder if they're going to take the time to really deeply look for him. Like... And not just, like, in Wakanda or the world or if they're like, okay, there's something weird going on here. I really don't know, but I'm very curious now. It's going to be, like, super, super insane how that's going to pan out if they do go back. Because even though I would love for them to sort of get back to uh, Party Thor's universe with uh, his date with Jane and then T'Challa sort of recruiting Peter Quill, even though I would love to see those universes... 
I I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel doesn't let us see it, but I will be very disappointed and a little angry if they do not get back to that Gamora uh, survivor of Sakaar and yeah. killer of Thanos story. If they don't ever get back to that, I'm going to be really upset. No, and like, I, and like, you know, uh, I know I gave Tony Stark the character such a hard time last episode, but like, it would be <laughs> nice to see like uh, an episode. What if where he, is alive and stays alive you know um yeah definitely you know just for a change of pace you know um i'm like a brief one (laughs) you know i still don't want him to like see him build that ultron like please get off of that train tony for anyway um but yeah i do think i i think that deserve like i really i'm i'm positive that that gamora episode was gonna be the extra one that they didn't end up getting to do i mean i could be wrong i don't know for sure i haven't like bred super deeply on it um if that information is out there but like that would be my guess um yeah and no, like i see I, what you mean i do feel a little deprived that we don't get like more of this more gamora in general we just need more gamora content we don't have enough of it yeah you know? we really like, we really need it like most of the stuff that we get it's like her in relationship to like thanos or peter quill and again nothing inherently wrong with that or well her and nebula too is a pretty like fundamental relationship but like I don't know. I just want more like standalone Gamora content. I really do. It would be nice, right, to see her stand on her own feet. Yeah, yeah. And but like, I am, I am very sure they're gonna revisit Captain Carter because I mentioned in the beginning of our podcast that like Captain Carter's universe bookends this whole finale. Like it does. Huh? It's the beginning. Yeah. It's the opening sequence, and then it's the mid credit scene. It's not even just like the ending. It's like the mid credits. Everything else is wrapped up. Oh, but this little thing at the end, like they gotta yep. pick that one up. Like I, I cannot imagine they would not pick that up. Like because it's kind of it's a little bit of a cliffhanger, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that would definitely be interesting, and I'm really pleased at the prospect of them just adding more to it because if skinny steve is in that hydra crusher thing that would be interesting i will cry okay but just imagine like all right like obviously you and i both have ominous feelings about what this means but like let's say we go the bright and happy route for just a second but like him and like howard stark uh figure out a way to like do cryogenesis sleep or whatever and steve and steve is just like yeah put me in it and howard's like really and he's like yeah if there's even a small chance they come across peggy in the future i want to take it oh i'm just gonna imagine that until next season comes around like that's what happened that's my head (laughs) canon i accept that i accept that and he's fine that's just like howard stark helped him to like go to sleep until he could cross paths with peggy again uh-huh Aww. and like only steve would take a like a chance with such slim odds like yes he would oh <sighs> yeah all right that's what i imagine and it is what i'm holding on to when the next <laughs> season comes out when is it coming out i need it now oh yes please marvel please don't make us wait just somehow crank them out please we need this. Yeah, so, like, overall, like, this was a series I think I was the most excited about with, like, the newest phase of, like, the Disney Marvel shows. And, gosh, is it my favorite? Oh, Falcon and the Winter Soldiers was really good. I loved it the Falcon really, and the Winter really Soldier. It really, really was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But 
at least tied. They're at least tied for me. Big you know, surprise, they're like yeah. offshoots of Captain America, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no one's surprised who's listening. <laughs> I honestly agree, though. Just something about this show was just creative, full of heart and imagination. It was funny. And I'll always, always, always celebrate a series, whether a book or a TV series, that has an anthology of things that are seemingly not connected, but that there's something going on in the background. Very few things have done that well, and I'm pleased to see that Marvel's done this well. So I really, really enjoyed this show. Every single episode was amazing, and I applaud the animators, the writers, the voice actors, directors. I applaud everyone for their hard work and their effort. And I'm a little sad that we only got nine episodes out of this, but well, I can't be greedy. Uh, what's next on the Marvel list? It's um, it's the Eternals, right? Yes. All right, and then the next show is Hawkeye, which that, that should be kind of interesting. All yeah, right. I know we haven't had a chance to really talk about any of the trailers that have come out recently for Spider Man Two, like Spider Man Three. Sorry, I mean Two as in T O O. Um, but like, yeah, so like. You know, like trust me, y'all. Like we're we're thinking about these things just because we haven't had a chance to talk about it on the on the show does not mean we're not thinking about them very much. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I think about Marvel fairly often, way too often, way too often to be healthy. But you know what? It's fine. We're fine. It's just I am excited for what Marvel has to offer, and I cannot wait to talk about each and everything. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We were really excited to talk about this finale. It was really just top notch. And I was so glad to not be let down, but to be lifted up in the awesomeness yes. of Marvel. So, yeah. Yes. Anyway, uh, keep up with us, though, in, in terms of uh, what we're doing next. We'll, we have some ideas like in the bag here that we'll hopefully bring back to you but like considering that like this is the last uh, tv series from marvel for a while we're gonna go back to our uh, every other week schedule for a podcast episode because we do have lives that we we should get back to <laughs> <laughs> um but we're we're gonna be focusing on you know uh, other content more evergreen content while we're waiting for eternals to come out which will be very soon um won't be a yeah, long definitely. wait but but in the meantime, we'll go back to our, our bi-weekly schedule. So just be just be aware of that. Um, but yeah, so but we've been really having a lot having so much fun with these these recaps and you know, it'll be it'll be nice to, you know, come back with uh to Hawk, with Hawkeye and Eternals and all the other fun stuff in the future. So For sure. In, in the meantime, stay safe out there. Um, and if you wanna keep up with us, you can follow us at on our website at nerdlergirls.tumblr.com. Or email us at nerdalertgirlspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can also, if you have a moment, please rate us or review us uh, on Apple Podcasts to help other people find our show. Really appreciate if you could just take one minute to do that. Uh, it doesn't have to be fancy. Um, mm. But if not, you know, we, we're thankful for, for your listening ear. So, yeah, thank you all so much. And we will talk to you next time on Nerd Alert! Girls. Girls. Viva Las Vegas! Vegas!